Welcome to the My Crazy Office podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls At Work, Kathy Elster and Catherine Crowley. They're committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Catherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Catherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. Today we're going to discuss resistance to work-life balance. We'll start with a question from someone whose supervisor expressed her disdain for work-life balance, calling it bullshit. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> During the second part of the podcast, we'll address what managers can do if they think that work-life balance is ridiculous, but members <laughs> of their staff think it's important. This Ooh. is such an important topic. I mean, what do you do when your boss doesn't believe in striking a healthy balance between work and life outside of work? Yep. Mm-hmm. I hope more people will send questions like this to info at mycrazyoffice.co. Logan, what's our question? Having followed you for many years, I thought a recent question might warrant a response from you. What do you say when a well-respected supervisor with a great deal of tenure makes the statement that she thinks a healthy work-life balance is bullshit? I didn't know whether to be surprised or laugh. I think that says it all. For many in the workplace who live, eat, and breathe the job, Anyone else striving for a healthy work-life balance is a heretic. Just curious what your take would be. You know, we've heard this before. We Mm -hmm. sure have, Kathy. Yeah, we, um, you know, look, a lot of entrepreneurs, people that start companies, they've worked their tush off, they've worked Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. in and day out, and there was Mm -hmm. no balance in their lives, and then it gets to a certain point, they start hiring people, and then more people, and more people, Hmm. and they want balance, and the business owner or it's not just business owners it's just certain people that have a high work ethic which means you work all the time and they don't they just don't like it Mm -hmm. yes maybe they just don't have enough of a life going on um, but i think that i think that's it Um, well that's right they've they've made their deal yeah. Right. Mm. Their deal is that the career is everything or that mm. work is everything. And it's probably a huge part of their identity. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the expectation is that everyone else should do the same. Right. Right. And it's a strong expectation. But, you know, we do have one client that I've, I've seen her, they, they broke her down. I mean, she actually started to understand, mm-hmm. oh, that's what you mean. You want to be able to go to doctor's appointments. You want to yeah. be able to, mm. you know, get a, someone else to cover for you, but maybe take an extra day here and there. Like they, when they right. started to understand that it was about flexibility yeah. mm-hmm. of your schedule, then, you know, they started to say, okay, you know, I can get behind that. And I also think at the same time for this particular uh, person, she started to have more of a life. Right. Mm. Like she started to see exercise was important and getting a massage was important. Right. Mm-hmm. Although I ne- I don't think she's ever going to come around to be a fully work-life balanced person. Yeah. She is allowing more and more. For herself. Of, uh, for herself and her staff. But yeah. she'll mm. never be a total... You know, they'll never win her over 100%, but it's better. Right. Right. And what I was going to say is I think, to me, psychologically, part of what's going on with that person you're mentioning, Kathy, and with the boss in this or supervisor in this story 
is that work-life balance feels threatening mm-hmm. to them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what you're really hearing, though it sounds like maybe anger, when someone's like, ah, oh, work-life balance is bullshit, you know, yeah. is you're mm-hmm. really actually hearing fear. Mm-hmm. Right. And that thing of what, it, well, if, if, if that's what's important, then what have I been putting all my time and effort into? Sure. And I don't want to just concede that what they're saying is true. Right, because mm-hmm. it's sort of it's tampering with the the meaning that you've attached to your career and your work up to this point. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's true, and you know, I do get it for a certain time in your career where you're really trying to prove yourself, mm-hmm. and it is important for you to work maybe extra hours or, or, you know, go above and beyond. But in general, to deny your staff of having a work-life balance is a little right. selfish. And, you know, I, I mean, I think it is kind of funny. I mean, the question is interesting. She didn't know whether to be surprised or laugh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's probably true. It's, it, you know, but I do think it's worth working on this person. Yeah. And I think that's what you and your staff have to do. Yeah. And explain it to this person in a way that makes sense to them. Right. You know, we're not asking to only work half days. We're not asking, you know, to really not get our jobs done. Right, we're asking right. to have flexibility of time that, yeah. you know, I want to go to my kid's softball game. I want to be able to go um, to a dentist appointment during the day, not before work, mm-hmm. you know, just having flexibility of time doesn't mean you're going to work less mm-hmm. or that you care less. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think the other thing is that you can ask them what they interpret work-life balance to mean, mm-hmm. uh, because yeah. to your point, Kathy, I think sometimes that term for them feels like, you know, entitlement mm-hmm. and sure eating bonbons or something, you know, something (laughs) like extreme, going to a spa instead of doing your work, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Whereas you may be talking about some simple things, as you're saying, about incorporating your personal life around your work life. Right. Exactly. So it's, you can have a life and you can work at the same time. You know, you can, you can do it all. But I do remember when I had a job, I hated that I had to be there during the work hours because Mm -hmm. that's when a lot of other things you could get done. You know, whereas sometimes, you know, it's better to work early in the morning or even late at night. Like, why does it always have to be the work hours? I never Mm -hmm. understood that. Mm -hmm. And people want this now. This is what the pandemic has done. This is as people went home Yes, and they work from home, they realized, you know, I could put up a load. I can do my dishes. I can do my laundry and still get my work done. And Mm -hmm. no one suffers. Mm -hmm. And they want that respect. They they want that now. And they spend a lot of time with their kids. The kids like it. Even though the kids are back in school now, they still want to be able to be there on important engagements. Mm -hmm. Mm And they want to pick their kids up from school. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. So this is a matter, I think, of you very calmly breaking it down. It may be a series of meetings, mm-hmm. a series of conversations, conversations. But I wouldn't call this person's statement the end of the conversation. It's, right. the begin- it's really the beginning. Right. So don't be afraid of it. I think you have to be open to saying, well, let's meet again and talk more about this. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's hear what everyone's requests are. And you're just going to have to be kind and work with this right. person. Chip away. Yeah. So I think you bit. can be surprised and then get curious, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Say, okay, let's find out more about what this means to the supervisor and let's start a real dialogue about what it means to us, to right. the staff as a whole. Exactly. Right. 
But I wouldn't, I don't think it should be the end of the conversation. Now, if you have no authority over this person and you can't, you may have to go above their head, Mm -hmm. you know, and see if somebody else will have this conversation. But I don't think, I think it's the beginning, not the end. Right. I agree. Of this whole thing. I also think it's interesting because you mentioned business owners and, you know, maybe people who are the head of different departments. Um, that you want to be curious for this person who asks this question as well, what's the overall culture of your mm-hmm. company? Mm-hmm. Is the company as a whole touting work-life balance now? Or mm-hmm. is it really the, is it, is the unspoken rule that you're supposed to give everything to the company mm-hmm. in all your time? Right. So right. And in certain industries too, I know um, I'm working with someone who's going back into fashion and she's just terrified because it mm-hmm. in her experience as a designer she had it was all consuming and mm-hmm. the ex- right. expectation was to work you know 14 hour days and to uh, travel if you had to for you know manufacturing purposes and she tried to raise two kids and then she left and did something different now and so looking back at going into that industry she's like i don't think mm-hmm. the industry is capable of balance right mm. right right so that's a good well, that's point. interesting. I want to hear how that turns out for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the way we used to work. Yes. This was very much the approved upon method is that mm-hmm. you worked long hours, you stayed late. Yeah. It was sort of a badge of courage, you know, if you stayed late, um, kind of frowned upon people that left early. Mm-hmm. But this is not about working less. This is about flexibility. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's different for everybody. Yeah. People have elder care, people have child care, people just have their own physical needs that they need taken care of. Maybe they can't get up early, so they want to come to work later. It, it, mm-hmm. it really varies from person to person, and that's my understanding of work-life balance now is that it works for everybody. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just work for certain groups. So this is a good segue into the second part of what we were going to talk about, right? So now let's look from the manager's perspective. What if you are a manager and you believe that work-life balance is ridiculous, but (laughs) members of your staff do not? So, you know, it's important that you listen to this, that you really have to take the time to understand what people are asking for. Yeah, You know, they're asking for something specific. And it's important that you understand that they're not looking to do less work. Mm-hmm. They're just looking to do it in a different way. Yeah. Right. So you have to, you have to meet with people. You have to understand what they're, um, what they're requesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and see what it is you can go for. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's a really good point. And maybe what you, what you're coming in with is, I'm willing to look at this, but productivity has to stay mm-hmm. high. That's right. 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 So how do we, how can we juggle those two things? Mm-hmm. How can we make sure both things happen here? You know, there are people that are really great at working late at night. Mm-hmm. That's right. But the, the workplace didn't have mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So let's say, you know, they've got a report to where they are really good at crunching numbers or whatever it is they do, but they like to do it in the privacy of their home late at night. You'll have it first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's right. Or you may even get it that night. Like, mm-hmm. what's wrong mm-hmm. with that? Mm-hmm. Um, it's maybe different and you have to get used to it, mm-hmm. but there's really nothing wrong with that. But that brings up such an interesting topic, which is, and we used to come across this as well, Kathy, where some managers feel that productivity is only measured by 
time in the seat. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? You, fi- right. Your physical presence is mm-hmm. what tells me that you're working. Mm-hmm. And I think you're saying that that paradigm has got to shift. That's, like, right. It, it, that's right. Because yeah. people's lives are a lot more complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, the original workforce was just men, right? They had women, <laughs> you know, they had wives, they had, you know, right. they had people that took care of everything. Mm-hmm. Well, there's so many women in the workplace now or single parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's a guy who's bringing up four kids. I've met plenty of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they need, they need a flexible schedule. Right. Yeah. And there's, that doesn't mean they're not going to do their work or that they don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's not just about kids. You could have an illness yourself and mm-hmm. you have doctor's appointments or you just take a little longer to get going. I mean, there could be so many reasons why people want this. So then what we're doing is we're challenging that belief that this is ridiculous. In That's other right. Words, right. That it's, it's not bullshit. It's real. <laughs> right. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> it's far from it. Well, the thing yeah. is, you it's know, required to retain your client, your staff, right? That's Probably right. for retention, especially of the really high performers. Right. Yeah, and I think you have to listen to them. What is it you need? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, so if if it's football season and their kids are in a football league, you know, then you're they're gonna be gone for That's these right. for these games. Right. And how important is that? You're gonna get so much more out of them. Mm-hmm. If you allow them to do the things that really bring them joy in right. their lives. You know, going back to the uh, conversation we had earlier about the the company and the business owner, sorry, that we worked with who was very adverse mm-hmm. to work-life balance. I remember there, part of what can happen if you, you know, allow for this is that you can teach members of your staff to support each other. So if right. someone mm-hmm. goes out and has to do something, that, that it, there's coverage, so to speak. Right. And, right. But you only can do that if you're acknowledging that people will need to go out at different mm-hmm. points in the mm-hmm. day and do certain things. And so then how do we make sure that we take care of each other? Right. Yeah, exactly. You have to, this is a lot of team effort mm-hmm. is that everybody has to support each other mm-hmm. and understand, okay, well, that person won't be there here in the morning. Well, that person's going to do it at night. I mean, you do have to think about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a little bit more work, but eventually it becomes second nature and then it can work like a, you know, well-oiled machine. Like there's mm-hmm. no reason why it can't work and we've seen it work. Right. Um, so, you know, there, yeah. So that's what I think as a manager, you have to be willing to talk to everyone. Right. And I will say also as a manager, if you're going in thinking this is ridiculous, you're going to, you need to do a little self-reflection. Absolutely. And what's your fear? What's your fear? Yeah. What is your fear? What does this threaten for you? What might you be afraid of uh, looking at in your own situation? Mm -hmm. Because maybe you paid a high price Mm -hmm. for not having any work-life balance. That's and right. I don't mean that as doomy gloomy. I just mean, you know, <laughs> it's an opportunity actually, as you were talking, that if you encourage your staff to have some work-life balance, maybe you can start to incorporate some for yourself. That's right. And, you know, you still can say no to certain things mm-hmm. uh-huh. if you uh-huh. feel that that's infringing upon other people's work-life balance. Like you can mm. say no, but uh-huh. you've got to start this dialogue. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that's it for this podcast. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, and I know you do, tweet mm-hmm. us at SK2. Also, um, follow us on Instagram at My Crazy Office. If you want to receive our weekly podcast email, text us at 228 28 and type in My Crazy Office. That's all one word My Crazy Office at 228 28. 
Finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at mycrazyoffice.co. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.